Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.35 at Emmett's. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan S. Scott with you on Oilers Now. Again, we'd like to thank the uh, Premier's office for supplying Alberta Premier Jason Kenney uh, to the show today to discuss uh, why the province is as involved as they have been in attempting to uh, assist the Oilers organization in uh, becoming a hub city. Brendan, uh, how would people access uh, said interview for that show? Because I'm getting some text in that regard. Yeah, if you give me two minutes to edit it here, uh, we'll have it up momentarily on 630chad.com, the Oilers Now page, and we'll tweet it out as well. We have Ken Holland, the Oilers general manager, an exclusive one-on-one interview coming up at 105 today. And you can text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame uh, warm-up. If you have uh, any questions, uh, make them realistic obviously and we'll because uh, i don't know how much ken can actually say because i don't know how much has changed i mean it's got to be a little bit of a confusing time so uh our regular uh guests uh on wednesdays are brian lawton from the nhl network and david staples uh from the edmonton journal who is covering covid19 uh for post media and has also got the cult of hockey website we had jason kenny on the show and uh today's headliner well, that's going to be Brian Lawton for touchback safety. Touchback remains open for training and is taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and clients. Here's the deal, Brian. Uh, yes, we got Jason Kenny on, and yes, we have Ken Holland on, but they weren't number one overall picks in the NHL draft, so you're our first round, uh, our, our first overall pick, so you're our headliner today. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. How are you? Good. I thought you'd get a chuckle out of that. Uh, It is interesting to see, uh, and make no mistake, uh, the province has been on board with the Oilers bid. Uh, Jason reiterated the point. Uh, You and me have spoken privately about uh, the numbers. Uh, You know, Edmonton, we're we're sitting here 10 weeks now in the list thing, and there's, uh, you know, 13 people have passed away from COVID during that time at Edmonton, which is 13 too many, but compa- you know, uh, pales in comparison to virtually every other market out there. Just in the last five days, Brian, there has been zero net positive 
COVID cases in Edmonton, over 3,200 tests during that time. That sort of stuff does have to matter for the Commissioner Gary Bettman, Bill Daly, and the people from the NHL, doesn't it, just in terms of how the situation is in each of the respective uh, hub cities that are trying to get um, one of the two hub spots. Yeah, no no doubt that matters. Uh, personally, the only way that I don't see Edmonton chosen is if the government gets in the way whether at the provincial or the national level, although I'd have to say I'm more concerned about the national level than the provincial. Yeah, well, uh, the fact that the premier just came on and basically said, hey, we can't, you know, if, if Edmonton ends up getting this, the province can't buy that type of advertising and the amount of eyes that would be on Edmonton. Because that's the, for, for some of our texters, I mean, that's their point is, so why is, you know, why is this such a good thing for Edmonton? And uh, Jason talked about, you know, the fact that four or 500 more people would be back at work and that sort of thing. Um and we do have, just like in the U.S., and you're, you're still in Minnesota right now. You're not back in New York City, are you? No, I am not. I'm in Minnesota. Oh. Well, and I, and I read the number. I mean, you, you know, Montreal and Toronto have a combined 35,000 cases between the two cities, and Edmonton's at 524. And so the experience for the federal government, given the importance of those two cities, is different than what we're experiencing between Edmonton and Vancouver, where there's under 1,500 uh, total positive tests. And and you have something similar happening in the U.S. as well, where you have, you know, states like New York and New Jersey that have really had some significant uh, challenges with this. And contrast that as an example, um, you know, in, in other parts of the United States. So those are sort of the things, which, would you not think that the NHL and, and Gary Bettman have to sort of factor in in terms of evaluating the potential hub city locations? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I've talked to a number of ownership groups and GMs, and I can't tell you how excited the different people that I've spoken to would be to have a chance to host some of this. And you may say, well, why is that a big deal for Edmonton? It's just an opportunity to showcase Edmonton in a different light that people don't always see it. For instance, here in Minnesota, they're dying to give players a chance to see what Minnesota looks like in June, July, and August to showcase the city, to help the team in their future recruitment of unrestricted free agents, and really just to feel good about their community. Those are the benefits that are the same universally. So if Edmonton were to become one of the hub cities, host cities, it would be incredible for them, in my opinion. You are uh, you headed up Octagon's agency. Did you have to educate your players on the perception of markets at times because maybe they only came in and played in place, you know, during the winter and how it was different if you were there in that city year-round? Yes, you did have to educate the players. And to be honest with you, I remember very specifically – receiving a videotape when early on in the process when it became obvious that you know teams and general managers were now in the same business that i was in terms of player recruitment and the oilers were one of the first teams to really come out with a professionally well done video uh kevin lowe put that together he was in charge at that time and i thought he did an awesome job um you know, just communicating a lot of the things that players don't know. When you play in the NHL and you go to a city, it's kind of like being in Ringling Brothers' Barnum & Bailey Circus. You do your act and you move on. You don't get to really enjoy the city's 
the way you might think. It's certainly not like baseball, where you might be in a city for three, four, five days. You're in and out, and it short sells a lot of the cities. You see, a, hopefully, a wonderful hotel, a wonderful building. You might get a chance the night before to get out for a dinner. You might get a chance, and certainly in my area, you always got a chance the night after the game because we didn't charter as frequently as these guys do now. But uh, it, it, it's it's really uh, keep it moving, and this is counterintuitive to everything that's normal in the league in terms of being able to actually bring players and teams in and showcase the city. In Edmonton's case, it appears to me that uh, they're making big efforts, and every city should be making big efforts to end up landing being a hub city. Uh, I'm pretty bullish on Edmonton, though. i got to tell you, Bob, I really am. I think that they have uh, as good a chance as anybody to become one of these cities. Well, the Canadian dollar would work to their advantage. The current COVID rate uh, in the city and the Edmonton Health Zone would work to their advantage. The fact that they've got a brand-new facility connected uh, to a JW Marriott you know, hotel would work to their advantage. Um, there might be some other markets that might be prepared to pr- uh, provide a financial inducement to the NHL that I, you know, Clearly, that's not going to fly here. Uh, just in terms of what you said about going, to, and I'll give you an illustration. So I've, this is year 12 for me doing color. I had no idea that Pittsburgh was as nice a city as it was until I, st- and I'm not saying this because Jack Michaels is from Western Pennsylvania and he's my broadcast partner. In fact, if he pushed too hard, I'd be disinclined uh, to agree with him just out of that factor. But the reality is there's an illustration of a place that I would have had no concept if I didn't have the privilege of going around and being in all the 31 NHL cities. That is a, that is a really cool city that's got great sports facilities and you know, and, and there's your prime example. I would have never known that if I hadn't had the privilege of, you know, traveling around the league and being able to spend. We were there for the 2012 draft, you know, spending four days there. It's a pretty cool place. Yeah, it really is. Traditionally, for players, I will tell you this about Canada Montreal and Toronto get a lot of play because they're considered bigger cities, a lot of history there, obviously. Um, but Vancouver is always the one city that really stuck out just because of the natural beauty and even the setup of when I right. was playing. Coming in, you're staying on the water. You're going to have a fantastic salmon dinner. Like People remember that stuff. Right. Uh, this is a chance for Edmonton to kind of build their stock a little bit, and it's one that they should absolutely go all out for because I, I just think they have everything on top of what you mentioned. You know, I I would imagine, and I don't know this for certain, but a Canadian city, I would imagine, has a lot of ice surfaces available. That is an issue in some of the cities, like Vegas, for instance. Uh, The climate would be more conducive for playing hockey. It's not freezing in Edmonton in the summer, but it's not 110 either. So there's just a lot of positives there. We have an entire era of listeners right now on the show that did the same thing that I used. I, I skated basically until I was probably in my mid to late 30s. And there was nothing like playing summer hockey at, like, say, 8 o'clock or 8.30, wrapping her up around 10, having a beer in the dressing room, and then sitting out in the parking lot 
at because here, as you know, there is light until 11 o'clock in the summer and having a couple pops with the boys and just shooting the proverbial you-know-what. Like it is, and you can do that because it's not sweltering hot during the day with a precipitous drop-off and there's light all day long as well. It's really a completely different experience. All right, let's switch focus here. Uh, we're joined by Brian Lawton. Brian, Edmonton and Chicago, if we're fortunate enough to get back up and playing and... I'd suggest that, you know, I'm going to go 62-38 that we're going to play. Uh, Edmonton and Chicago. Tough tough uh, situation for the Oilers that maybe they didn't get a guaranteed spot until the 16. And how do you think they match up theoretically against Chicago? I think they match up very well against Chicago. Um, I think the Oilers' strengths are the Blackhawks' weaknesses. Uh, I think they caught a bit of a break in that Chicago obviously – you know, if we looked at their action at the trade deadline, moving Robin Leonard amongst other players, uh, you know, they were in a selling mode. I think that's going to weaken Chicago's chances and strengthen Edmonton's. And, and overall, um, you know, there's a little bit of fair factor there in that they do have a number of players that have won Stanley Cups, three in particular that stand out. And I could extend that to four or five, really. Um you know, that that's, that's going to cause a little pause. But at the end of the day, for Edmonton, that's a series that they'll be not heavily favored in, but still favored by a pretty strong margin. So I feel good about it. It just is what it is. It would have been nice to have, for Edmonton to have a guaranteed spot. I didn't get that. doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I, I can hear Dave Tippett now. It's, it's going to be water off a duck's back. And I think the players will approach it that way. It's not a guaranteed win for the Oilers by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and it's tough to have some Stanley Cup champions across from you. But it's still a matchup they should be able to handle. What's a uh, tougher matchup? Edmonton playing Chicago or Pittsburgh playing Carey Price in Montreal in a shorter series? Although I've heard all the rhetoric about Pittsburgh not being happy and this, that, and the other thing, I do think that uh, Pittsburgh will handily take care of Montreal. And for some of the same reasons, Montreal in the selling mode, trying to change things up. Um, I, I just I, I just can't imagine that Pittsburgh is shaking in their boots, that they have to play Carey Price in the Montreal Canadiens. They just haven't been... You know, that prolific lately. Kerry is an incredible goalie. I know he could steal a game. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Is he going to steal three from that team with the supporting cast that Kerry Price has? I personally don't think so. The Carolina Hurricanes are one of the two teams to vote against the 24-team format. They get the New York Rangers who were coming on late in the year and had beaten Carolina four times. Carolina was a surprise upset winner last year. Could they be a team right from upset this year? Well, Carolina, of course, and Tampa were the two teams to, you know, vote against this proposal. I understand why both of them did. Um, it's probably the toughest break for Carolina, in my opinion, just because New York is an upstart team. They were not going to be in the playoffs if we had completed the regular season, in my opinion. Now they are. They've got nothing to lose. They match up terrific against Carolina. They've got their number. Uh, that first game is going to be huge. 
in that series if and when we see it, which I'm more like 80-20 personally, Bob. But, okay. you know, that's maybe from talking to some people. I just I know the desire is so high on both sides. We We both could be wrong on our odds because it'll be forces outside of anybody's control. But notwithstanding another, you know, real spike and some changes in how things are going right now. We will see these guys playing again. But Carolina was one team to the point where Tom Gundon was even reaching out to people to canvas them before that. You know, Tom's new in the NHL. He's very bright, very aggressive. The new owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, not afraid to jump on the phone. And uh, I know for a fact he called one of my very close friends that's still an agent. And they had a rather spirited discussion about this. So I found that very, very interesting. Um, You know, uh, I don't mind that personally. Tom is that type of owner. He's very involved. He wants to know what's going on. And uh, he is a little bit of the Jerry Jones of the NFL, of the NHL. Well, it's interesting because at one time Carolina was rumored to be one of the teams that might be uh, interested in being a pod host, and they have not turned out to be that. There's one more series in the West that's got, and I'll I'll be honest, like you know, I'm I'm an Albertan, and I keep an eye on the Flames. The show's called the Oilers now. I respect the Flames. I'm not a Flames hater. I want the Oilers to beat them every time they play them. Calgary and Winnipeg. I think that could be a heck of a series. Yeah, that one's a monster one. I love that one. Um. You know, there, there's some history there, obviously. you got to go back quite a ways. Uh, I, just, I just think that is probably one of the more closer potential series that has a chance to absolutely be combustible when it's all said and done. So that, that one to me is fascinating. That was one I focused on right away when the potential pairings even started coming out. Uh, I think it's going to be dynamite. Um, I couldn't tell you who I think is going to win right now. It's not a slam dunk for Calgary, I'll tell you that. Winnipeg's had a little bit of an off year, and yet I think they've done some amazing things in withstanding all of the really rotten luck that they've had this season. It's just been right from the get-go for them in terms of moves they made, players not coming back that you thought would be back. It's been a crazy, crazy year for them. Uh, And yet they're a big, fast team that has defended better than I thought they would, uh, certainly prior to the season. Connor Hellebuck has responded nicely this year. Uh, Winnipeg's been a good story. Paul Maurice has done an excellent job there. All right, uh, final question for Brian Lawton from the NHL Network. Brian, in Leon Dreisaitl's draft year, um, I'd ask Corey Clouston, the head coach of PA, you know, about you know how good a player he is, and Corey kind of looked at me and said, stop, he's good enough that I think he'd score 20 goals playing on his wing at 240 pounds. And he kind of, you know, was joking around. But he said, this. he did say he's going to exceed people's expectations. Leon is an octagon guy. You still have all those sources within that group. Uh, he, you know, he's officially now the Art Ross Trophy winner. The regular season is over. He's probably the front runner for the Hart Trophy. Um, do you think people saw this sort of level uh, from Leon Drysaddle as far back as? I mean, I know Corey said he was going to exceed expectations, but I was thinking, and I wanted him in that draft year. But I was thinking, well, you know, he'll be a twenty-five goal, seventy-five point guy. 
I didn't think he'd be one of the five best players in the league back-to-back years. What about you? Heavy boots. That was the scouting report at the time. Big guy, just, you know, wasn't that quick, didn't move around the ice that well. I went and saw him when he was playing junior. Um, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I thought that it was, you know, I thought he moved just fine in terms of what the criticism was against him. I never thought he'd be this good a player, but I was right. probably higher than what most people thought as a third pick um, in the 14 draft. I mean, that was a grand slam for the Edmonton Oilers, which is maybe a little bit of justice. You know, they had some other three first picks in a row. Yep. And, um, you know, Taylor Hall Taylor Hall. Yep. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. They they are excellent, even elite players. Didn't go that way with Yakupov, and then they come back with Dreisaitl and, of course, win win <laughs> the lottery again. After we changed the lottery rules, uh, things have worked out just fine for Edmonton, in my opinion. Yeah, you can make a strong argument. They didn't just win the lottery in 2015 but with McDavid, but maybe we didn't know it in 2014. But I think it's fair to say now they, they probably won the lot. Them in Boston, give Boston credit. That was Keith Gretzky's pick, David Pasternak. Uh, Brian, thank you for uh, being our headliner on a day in which we have Alberta Premier Jason Kenney and uh, Oilers GM Kent Holland on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Bob. You bet. It is 12.55 in Edmonton. Bob Stopper and Brendan S. Scott with you. Again, you can uh, text us. I'll go through it here during the break on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. I might be able to get a couple of questions in for Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. Um, also want to tell you that all season long, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown, Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, uh, best safety for the Edmonton Eskimos last 30 years? I think that's fair. He was an all-star, won, won a great cup back in 1993. Uh, Trent and James Brown just want to mention to you all to stay safe and stay positive during these challenging times. Kerry McCarthy has a global news weather traffic update at 1 o'clock. At 105, Oilers General Manager Ken Holland. You're listening to Oilers Now on 632, the play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Eskimos. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.